Exodus chapter 20. We're going to be tonight in the fifth commandment, verse number 12. Verse number 12, one verse. The Bible says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your goodness and for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for giving us uh, mothers and fathers. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be mothers and fathers. Lord, it is a great honor. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the clear direction of your scripture about this most important relationship. And uh, as we study your word tonight, I pray, Lord, that you, first of all, that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ would be glorified. For we know, Lord, that you came into this world with a mother and with a, a stepfather and, of course, a heavenly father. And we know that you, you were subject unto them. And even this commandment, the fifth of the ten commandments, you kept it perfectly, without spot, even in your young age. Thank you for that example to us that's recorded in Scripture. Help us, though, Lord, as we look at this commandment, that we might be faithful to you in it, and we might understand it. I pray, Lord, especially that you would teach your, your, your people to honor you, and teach your people to, uh, to reverence your word. I pray that you would uh, just apply this however it needs to be applied, Lord. And that you would take control of our service and our, our attentiveness, our ears and our minds. Lord, that we might hear just exactly what we need to hear. So we commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Honoring one's parents. You know, uh, what is, what's interesting to me is that this, you know, there are a few relationships in our lives. Your, husband, your relationship with your husband and your wife is one, but another, another, probably only two, your relationship between husband and wife and the relationship between mothers and fathers, there are no closer relationships than those relationships, Right? Those, those two relationships, generally speaking. And so uh, I guess it's no surprise that the Lord gave us one of the Ten Commandments, which we, we consider to be, you know, of, of the greatest importance, maybe that is, is a good way to put it, that within the Ten Commandments, the Lord, uh, and in fact, the, the, you remember we, we talked briefly about how the Ten Commandments are divided into two sets. The first four deal with our relationship to God. The last six deal with our relationship to men, right? But among that second set, the last six that deal with our relationship to man, the first one that's mentioned is our relationship to our parents. The reality is that both in, in, with our relationship to our parents, uh, there are few relationships that we have that reveal more clearly the way we are than that relationship. Because I know many of you are, you know, some, some of you, your parents have, have, have uh, passed on long, a long time ago. But you remember what it was like to be a child. You remember what it was like when your parents were alive and you were a young adult. You remember that, you remember that time. And of course, you, you know what it's like to be a parent. You know, and, and this is absolutely true. 
your parents, my parents, they have seen us in the very ugliest and worst times of our lives. And, if, and whatever times that they have not seen of our ugliest and worst, our spouses have seen the other. <laughs> right? And you know, if, if you're a parent, you have seen the ugliest and worst of your children up to this point. You know, that's a relationship, as I said, that is, that is extremely close and personal. And, uh, and the Lord gives us direction because I think it really gets to the heart of, you know, of, our, of all of our relationships with our, our neighbors, our fellow man, is if our relationship with those closest to us is out of order, then those, those external, you know, secondary relationships they, you know, we think, well, if, if everybody else thinks, thinks I'm good, then what I am at home doesn't really matter. To the contrary, to the contrary, it matters more than ever, all the others. And the Lord deals with this most personal relationship. To honor one's parents means to hold them in esteem or reverence, to respect them highly, to treat or regard them with honor and respect to feel or to show respect or admiration for. Now, we all know that sometimes, sometimes our parents have not been honorable. But I hasten to say that sometimes I, as a parent, have not been honorable. Can, can, can everyone who is a parent kind of give me a little nod and say, yeah, I, I remember some times when I was raising my children that I did not deserve their honor. That's true. That's, that's just true. So there's none among us here. You know, we're all peers here. There's, there's no one a notch above, uh, you know, except our Lord. And of course, he's, he's with us, present with us, our Father, He's, he's here, and he's a perfect parent. He's a perfect parent. And so we all know that, that uh, just like we as parents have failed and have failed to be the honorable parents that are worthy of honor, so our parents have failed. And when we were growing up, they failed in their, uh, in their duty to be honorable. But see, the, the, the commandment to obey one's parents is not contingent or dependent upon the, the, the honor of the person that, that we have a duty to give honor to. It is, we, uh, we honor our parents because God tells us to. You know, we look in the government. The Lord tells us to honor the king, right? The Lord tells us, in fact, to honor all men. Okay, but we know not all men are honorable and certainly not everyone in authority is honorable. So we don't honor them because they are honorable. We honor them because the Lord tells us to. So ultimately, all the commands, six, uh, I'm sorry, five through ten, the final six commands that deal with our horizontal, we might say horizontal relationships with our neighbor also are about our relationship to God. All the commands are. All the commands. Just like we talked about in Sunday school, for those that were, you, that, that were in Sunday school, we talked about how that, how that Christ, Christianity, biblical Christianity, is at its core, deals with our relationship to God. 
always, ever, that relationship. So let's just look at a few things. We're going to go some other verses. Honoring our parents is something that, we should, that should be done in our attitude. It should be done in our actions. And it should be done in our words. Attitudes, actions, and words. It should be done both in public and in private. You know, I, I think of the, the classic Walmart buggy, you know, scenario, or for those of you from the North, cart scenarios. Um, how that, you know, mom wants the child to behave in front of people at Walmart. But you know, if that child is acting out at Walmart, you know what, what, what the house must be like, right? And so mom, you know, you'll see mom act like, you know, she's going to be super parent in Walmart because she's embarrassed. And you all, you all that have kids know exactly what I'm talking about. That, that sensation when your blood rushes up into your head and you're, and you're flushed because your child is embarrassing you in public. But see, listen, and I know that too, I felt the same thing. But really, that's not where it matters. It's just embarrassing to us. What really matters is not being super parent <laughs> in Walmart, but it matters about being super parent at home. That's what's most important. So to honor one's parents, I just wrote some things down that, that it definitely includes, and you could expand, expand upon them. It means, and these are, these are reflected in different verses we'll see, it means to obey their commands. It means to honor their wishes, to listen to your, your parents' instructions. It means to hold their opinions and their experience in high regard. Now that's, you know, some of these are more applicable at different stages of life than the others, right? But, you know, as, as, a, as a child goes into adulthood, oftentimes that holding what their parents' opinions and experiences in high regard often begins to fall by the wayside because everyone around them in, uh, in their peer group you know, they're hearing voices. Of, you know, it goes back to Solomon's son, Rehoboam, and, and that situation. You're probably familiar with it. It's everyone in their peer group has an opinion, and fuddy-duddy mom and dad have their old outdated opinion. The difference is that everyone in their peer group has zero experience, and fuddy-duddy mom and dad have lived a life, <laughs> right? And care, and care about them, exactly. And are going to tell them, uh, the, the most unpleasant things to, you know, that can be said if it's necessary, right? Even if, even if the child doesn't want to hear it. Don't listen. Don't, don't pander and baby your kids. If something's messed up, you need to nail it. Oh, I don't want to make them mad. Make them mad. Where are they going to go? Make them mad. You do that when they're young, when, when you have a captive audience. When they get older, it'll be a lot harder to make them mad. Right? Because again, it really comes down to they know you care about them. And they know that even, even in the pain that you give them, they know that you mean well and you have their good intentions. And so I, I, I'm surprised at the things that sometimes we have to say to our kids over the years and how well they have taken it. But I, I assume, I trust, not knowing their heart and mind, I assume that they have taken it because they know the heart from which it comes. And that's something that's built over time. So holding their opinions and experience in high regard, valuing their investment in your life. To honor one's parents, listen now, means 
speaking to them with respect. But it also means speaking of them with respect when they're not around. It means as your parents get older, and I, I can't say I've, I'm in this stage, so, uh, so you know, I, I don't speak from personal experience, but I try to, I'll try to speak from, the, from a biblical point of view, is that being, uh, honoring your parents later in life means being patient with them in their old age. And that means also honoring your parents. The Bible bears this out. It means to relieve them in their physical needs. Notice in our verse, verse 12, honor thy father and thy mother. Both are mentioned. Both are worthy of equal honor. But I want to I hasten to say this because I know that most of the people in this room, excepting Zach up there and this row and these kids who are listening more than they appear, but are probably not, hopefully not catching everything I'm saying. Otherwise, I get myself in trouble as I have in the past. Most of us are, you know, adults. Our parents, you know, we're in an adult relationship with our parents, which is a little bit different. But, but nevertheless, I say this to dad, if, if we want our children to honor our, their mother, then we had better show honor to their mother. Right? And to the moms, if you want your child to honor their father, then, then the mom better show the father honor before them as well. Otherwise, you know what we're doing? And we'll touch on this more. We're casting a stumbling block before our children. We're making it harder for them to obey God's commandment. The fifth commandment here in verse 12. And the truth is this, um, that when you have a situation where a child is honoring his parents and there is that, that kind of relationship, and, and I've seen it with my kids and they tell me about it sometimes, um, that stands in stark contrast to all the, the relationships with kid, that kids have with their parents all around them. So when you have a child, even an adult child, who is, or, or a younger child who is honoring his parents, honoring her parents, and that relationship is healthy and good and right, it is exceptional and it stands out. It is not common. It is not common. It is not common. But I want to say this before I read a couple more verses here that this verse in verse 12, if you look at all the other, all the other uh, commandments here about about uh, not you know no idolatry and have, having no other gods before before the Lord and uh, the Sabbath day kill adultery steal all these things the, this commandment is not a child commandment this is an adult commandment we have to keep that in mind the fifth commandment is an adult commandment it is for big people just as well as for little people but and you know what what's more is it's, it's for Parents as well as for children. Because we as parents can learn from this commandment. And the Lord actually brings that different perspective into the scripture. So, uh, but this truth, notice this. Uh, Proverbs 28 verse 
24 says, Whoso robbeth his father or his mother, and saith, It is no transgression, the same is a companion of a destroyer. I have a hobby horse, and, and this is it. And it's based on this verse. The hobby horse is, uh, well, whoso robbeth his father or his mother and saith, it is no transgression, the same as the companion of a destroyer. So if a child goes in and steals his parents' money, as an example, the child will excuse it by saying, well, it's my parents. As if, that's, as if that makes it better. It's not as severe. You know what? This same logic is applied to a lot of different situations and sins where we maltreat our family member. It's not just children to parent. It can be parent children and, and siblings, all that stuff. We maltreat them. We, we, we bring harm upon them. And then people, they'll, they'll say, well, they're my, well, they're my, they're my brother. They're my, they're my mom. They're my dad. You know, it's, it's, it's not the same. No, it's worse. <laughs> it's actually worse because they are your parent. They are your brother, sister. They are your mom and dad. It's actually worse. This is what this is saying. Whoso taketh money out of his mom or dad's wallet and saith it is no transgression is a companion of a destroyer. Proverbs 30, verse 17, The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pluck it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. You might think that sounds pretty, pretty harsh, but you just, just hold on to your horses. But I want to say this about this commandment before we look at it. At, we're going to go into Mark 7 in just a minute. This commandment, honor thy father and thy mother, as important as it is, which I've just tried to describe, is not a supreme commandment. It is not a supreme commandment. Our Lord did not intend, and I'll show, I'll show it to you, that this commandment be absolute and supreme over all of His other commandments. Remember Matthew 22, verse 37, 38, says this, Jesus saith, said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. You know, but the truth is, a lot of there, there are many families that put their family above the Lord. That's wrong. And that's wrong almost to the point of idolatry. To take something, we talked about this before, remember, with idolatry? Taking something that is good and right and putting it in a place where it does not belong, it makes it evil, right? If you would, look at, um, get two places in your hand, if you would, Matthew chapter 10 and Luke chapter 14. Matthew 10 and Luke 14. I want to show you something because we're already, we're already here and I figure I'd show it to you just so that you kind of because sometimes it, one of these verses can be a little troubling. Matthew 10, and look at verse number 37. The Lord says, again, we're talking about that this, the fifth commandment is not a supreme commandment. Matthew 
Chapter 10, verse 37 says, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Now think about that. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. This, this verse right here, it would send Cambodians into an absolute tailspin because they absolutely do idolize uh, honoring one's parents. If Jesus is not very God, what right does he have to say this? But yet he is. Only God has a right to say these words right here, right? Because among your relationships, very few are as important as your relationship with your mother and your father. But Jesus says, I must be supreme. I must be supreme. Now look at the parallel passage in Luke 14. says this, if any man come to me, verse, I'm sorry, verse 26, Luke 14, verse 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoso doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. In our other passage in Matthew, it says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So notice, this is a little troubling sometimes when you read it because it says, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren. Well, God tells me to love my wife and God tells me to love my mom and dad. He says, hate. Well, compare them. Loveth father or mother more than me. That's what the word means. You say, well, I don't understand that. I'll be honest, I don't really understand it either, completely. But that's how the Bible uses that word in that case. So the Lord is not saying, hate your family in the absolute sense of wishing ill upon them. But he's referring to a comparison of love. And you can see that comparing the two passages. Now, going back to Exodus Chapter 20, the Bible says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. If you flip over really quick to Deuteronomy chapter 5, this is repeated. I'll just go ahead and read it just for time's sake. In Deuteronomy, this commandment says, Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So in Deuteronomy, two prongs are given. There's a, there's a, the Lord says, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to attach a, a promise to this command. If you obey this command, you are going to get a promise. And the promise is two. Number one, it'll go well with you. What does that mean? That's pretty broad, wouldn't you agree? Not very specific. That could encompass a whole lot of things. It could be money, it could be health, it could be just good fortune in general. I mean, there's a lot of good things that could come. I mean, you could, you could fit a lot into that box. But the Lord leaves it very general. The second thing is long life. Long life. So the Lord gives a twofold promise attached to this command. Now here's how most people, now I don't know about most people, but many people, many people see this attached promise as a magic charm. Here's how it goes. If it almost like they see it as an insurance for long life. It's a, it's a rabbit's foot. 
They say, as long as I honor my parents, regardless of the rest of the choices of my life, God is somehow obligated to ensure that I live a long life. <laughs> but the reality is this commandment is not a rabbit's foot. And it should not be viewed as this kind of absolute thinking where, you know, it's, it's insurance. You know, it's not like that. Here's what I think. I think that this command is showing the natural God-established law or principle, you might say, in which honor and obedience to one's parents protects us from the many dangerous and destructive behaviors that often shorten our lives. Now, is there a component where God just, He sees we honor our, we're honoring our parents and He keeps our heart beating? Maybe that's, maybe that's true. But I think, I think, contextually, I think what it's actually talking about is not like a magic, you know, rabbit's foot. I think it's actually talking about nat the natural law God has established where, listen, if, if you obey your parents and you honor your parents, and if you have obeyed and honor your parents, that has kept you out of a lot of bad stuff that will destroy your body, that will destroy your mind, and that will, it'll keep you out of a lot of situations that will increase your stress level and your sorrow, and all of those things affect your physical body, which in turn affect your those things. I think I bumped the mic there. You think of how many diseases people get from promiscuity, how the body is destroyed by drugs and, and alcohol and cigarettes, and how all of those things, you think about, you know, listen, the Bible says, in Proverbs 13, 15, the way of transgressors is hard. That's a hard life. That's just a hard life. And you know what? The, the sorrow, you know, constantly changing relationships and being heartbroken and all that kind of stuff, that's not fun. And any of, if any of you have ever been through that, there is nothing fun in that. And you know what? All of those things affect your life. Your blood pressure, your everything about your, about your physical body. Maybe, maybe the Lord wants to keep us from that. Proverbs 3 says this. Just to back up what I'm saying, this is why I say what I'm saying here. My son, forget not my law, but let my command, my, thine heart keep my commandments. Again, a father to a son, he say, keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. You see that? By this son keeping his father, father's commandments, the father looks at him and says with confidence, you'll live longer. <laughs> Perhaps that's what the Lord is talking about. Now look at Mark 7. Verse 5. <clears throat> the Bible says this, Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, asked Jesus, Why walk not thy disciples according to the tra tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? He answered and said unto them, Well, hath Esaias, as Isaiah, prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, 
but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain they do, worship, do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other things, other such things like, such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother. And whoso curseth father and father or mother, let him die the death. Now pause there a second. Remember in Proverbs I read how the, the ravens will come pluck the guy's eyes out? There was a death penalty attached to cursing one's parents and striking one's parents. Now, I'm not saying the United States law ought to be that because if the truth be told, there have been times in my life that I probably could have been eligible to receive the death penalty. Now, do we believe this is God's word or not? This is how, God, this is how serious a matter God, put, God lays upon it. I've said some things I, I greatly regret when I was a kid. Verse 11, But ye say, If a man shall say to his father or mother, It is Corban, that is to say a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. And ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of God a none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered. And many such like things do ye. Korban. Korban is just a Hebrew word. All it means is, in fact, I actually counted it. A Hebrew word, it's translated in the Old Testament, it's translated offering 69 times, oblation 11 times, and sacrifice one time. So the word korban means it's an offering. So basically, here's what would happen. Is son or daughter, now these are going to be adults. These are adult children. They have a piece of land, they have money, they have animals, they have something, and their parents are in need. Now that tells us that honoring one's parents, that's what Jesus is citing, right? He's citing a situation where the parents are in need of financial help. So honoring one's parents includes that. That's how he applies it. All right? And so I have property. I have something that I, my, knowing my parents have a need, I have something that I could use to alleviate and relieve their need. But, but mom and dad say, well, well, but, but son, what, you've got this. And he says, it's Corban. It's a gift. I've already dedicated it to God. Sorry. You see, here's, here's God, uh, the Lord Jesus condemns that because, of course, we know that obedience to the fifth commandment is greater than sacrifice. The Lord says, Take that thing that you've dedicated and don't dedicate it to, to me until you've obeyed me in supplying your parents' needs. You see? But, you, but here's what's happening here. 
by dedicating that thing to God as an offering with our words, that person would appear all the more spiritual to those that knew it. Right? All the while, his poor parents are suffering from want, and nobody sees that. And had he sold that thing and supplied their need, there'd be no praise in that. You see, obedience is not greater than sacrifice in that case. He wanted to sacrifice and give an offering before others. And you know what? And that tells us a greater principle. You know, when you have duties toward your parents, toward your family members, it's not about giving a big offering here. If you're not fulfilling your, your basic duties toward your family members, supplying their needs, what business do you have bringing a big offering to God like some super spiritual something? That ain't right. It's not right. The Lord wants obedience first. Obedience first. No, no apparent voluntary offering or anything like that takes the place of just doing God's commandment. But see, here's, here's what's happening in, this, in these verses here. Is there's hypocrisy which is the concealment of some base principle under the pretense of religion. Albert Barnes says this, This was an attempt to get rid of the duty of providing for needy parents under the appearance of piety towards God. Do you think God approved of that? Which is worse? Speaking disrespectfully to one's parents or for a pretense or appearance of religion, actually denying them the care they need in old age. I would say the Lord takes this very seriously. What is the net result in this, in this context? Here's the result. The parents are not cared for. The commandment is broken. Who cares about the smoke in the mirrors and the facade of religion? God doesn't care about that. The commandment is transgressed. That's the bottom line. That's what he sees. And he knows the motives and all that, all those, those kinds of things as well. Last, last passage I want to look at very quickly is Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6 verse Ephesians 6, verse 1, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother. Notice, the command to children is obey your parents. It says, in the Lord. Now, in, in, in Colossians, the parallel passage says, in all things. Taken together, that means, in all things in the Lord. In other words, in as much as you can obey your parents and still be in obedience to God, right? Because there are some outlying examples in which parents might require the kids to do things that God forbids and things like that. But most of the time, that's not the case, all right? Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. We already saw that. Notice the command to, for children to obey is built upon this fifth commandment in the Ten Commandments. Verse 3 
that it may be well with thee, we already saw that, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Now look at verse 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now here's the problem. There are people, there are parents that weaponize this fifth commandment. They mistreat their children and then they dare them to break it. They mistreat their children and then they dare their children to break the commandment that says, honor thy father and thy mother. That's wicked. That is wicked. And verse 4 forbids that. The father, or we might say the parent, that is doing things to provoke the child, to dishonor his parent, that's what's happening here. Provoking the child to anger, which is going to in turn cause that child to react in a way that dishonors the parent. Who's the adult in the room? And then say, you better not say that. Honor thy father and mother. When the fault is in the parent, right? So the question we got to ask is, are we honorable to our kids? Do we live as parents in such a way that their honoring us is easy for them or do we make it hard for them as parents? It does make a difference. That's what this principle in Ephesians 6, 4 is. You see, we cannot use God's command for our children to honor their parents as an excuse for our own poor behavior. We should be people who are, as parents, who are honorable and who do not lay stumbling blocks before our children. And then, and like I've heard, and then threaten that God's going to kill them early because they react in a way that, that has been the direct result of our own provocation. That's wicked. Can somebody give me an amen? That is, that is ungodly. I didn't hear any amens. <laughs> so verse 4, in closing, verse 4 tells us that, the print, that it cuts both ways. <laughs> you might think the fifth commandment is about mom and dad, Ben, and you honoring them, but it's also a lesson for moms and dads too, right? That we, if, and if we love our children, do you want your children to obey the Lord, right? To live away in a way that's pleasing to Him? If that's our motive and desire, then we will live in such a way that facilitates that and enables that and makes it as easy as possible. Anything else is wrong. Now, we looked at the Ten Commandments. As we looked at these commandments, I just want to reiterate this. You know, if there's any, if there's any one of the commandments, I, I, I'm just shoot, shooting from the hip here. If there's any one of the commandments, you remember the purpose of the Ten Commandments is not, is not to, if you do them all, really, if you try really hard to do them all, you'll be righteous. Forget that. The purpose of the Ten Commandments is to put a mirror in front of ourselves to make us see all the dirt on our face, how, how dirty and wicked we are. That's the purpose. And if, we, if there's any one of the commandments that most clearly demonstrates that we are sinful, it's got to be this one. 
Because we have really blown it when it comes to our relationship with our parents. There is nobody that can say, I've not sinned as long as mom and dad are standing there. You might say, well, I've not ever lied, but you can't look at your, you can't, you can't, could not say with your mom and dad present, I always honored my parents. It just doesn't happen. But again, my hope for my salvation is not dependent upon the fact that I've honored my parents. And if I have honored my parents faithfully, and I haven't, and neither have you, that still wouldn't earn me salvation because you, there is no salvation. You can't be saved or forgiven by the law, Right? And this commandment shows that we actually do need a Savior. Just one other nail in the coffin to demonstrate that we're just sinners who need salvation and forgiveness. And we've proven it by our lack of obedience to the fifth commandment. Let's pray.